is up, Dolphins, and welcome to another episode of the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti, and if it's your first time on the podcast, welcome in. If it's not your first time, welcome back. And before we get into anything Miami Dolphins, breaking news uh, just happened. The Philadelphia Eagles have officially traded Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts for a third-round pick this year and a conditional second-round pick which could turn into a first-round pick, we're told. Now, before we get into anything Dolphins, I do want to break this down a little because, um, you know, while this is a Dolphins podcast, I've, I've said many times that I want to be educated and I want to educate people on topics not just related to the Dolphins, but just football in general. And for me, I'll just say this off the bat, I've never been a huge Carson Wentz fan. I've never been... Um, a big supporter of him. Uh, I always have thought he was overhyped as far as his as far as his ability to play the quarterback position. Um, my mom is a Dallas Cowboys fan, and I've always you know heard the comparisons between him and Dak Prescott. I've always said Dak Prescott was a better quarterback. Here's the thing about Carson Wentz and this move. I absolutely love this move, and that's as someone who does not like Carson Wentz. As I said, this move really doesn't benefit Philadelphia that much. I mean. At the end of the day, while Carson Wentz hasn't really lived up to being the second pick in the draft, um, or was he the first pick? The first pick in the draft. Point is a top two pick. Um, he, at the end of the day, is a quote-unquote franchise quarterback. And the fact that they only got a second and a con- or a third and a conditional second for him is kind of wild to me, considering they're having to incur the most dead cap ever in the history of the NFL. I think it's like $33 million they're having to pay him. And he's not even going to be on their team. But for Carson Wentz, okay, I think this move is perfect for him because he is now going to be able to rejuvenate his career in Indianapolis. Let's look at the things he's going from and the things he's going to, okay? Philadelphia, he's going to an incompetent organization to Indianapolis who has been over the last 20 years a phenomenal organization, a very well-run organization. He's going from an organization in Philadelphia with a horrible fan base, probably the worst fan base in the NFL as far as, look, I lived in New Jersey for 10 years. I came across a lot of Philadelphia Eagles fans. They're not really like human beings, like to be completely honest. They are ruthless, horrible people, like not all of them, but most, okay? That's just me being completely honest. They are rude they are malicious people that will attack you um, literally physically or like, you know, th- verbally. Um, he's going from that type of fan base to a fan base in Indy that, yes, they did boo Andrew Luck when he did retire, but a fan base in Indy that's going to be much more um, uh, adaptable, much more uh, livable, you know, much better for his mental state. He's going from a franchise in Philadelphia with a bad offensive line to a franchise in Indy with the best offensive line in football. He's going from a franchise in Philadelphia that never ran the football and didn't have good running backs to a franchise in Indy where they are going to ask Carson Wentz to hand the ball off a lot because they have Neam Hines and uh, Jonathan Taylor, two great running backs. On top of that, you add to the fact that the defense in Philly was atrocious And now he's going to a top 10 defense in Indianapolis, which next year probably will be a top five defense. So for me, oh, on top of everything, he's going to the uh, a coach that 
helped lead him to his MVP season or close to what would have been MVP season uh, when he first came into the league. So for me, this is a win-win for the Colts. They're going to be paying him, I believe, on average like 22 mil a year for the upside that Carson Wentz can bring you the physical traits that he has, and hopefully you can fine-tune the mental aspect of the game that is missing for him, this was a phenomenal home run pick for the Colts. They have a phenomenal team to complement him. It was by far his best fit in the whole NFL. Out of all the franchises in the NFL he could have gone to, they were the number one in my opinion. Again, for all those reasons, amazing offensive line. They run the ball. They have a good, great defense, good franchise, stability, a coach that knows him and is where he had his most success under. For all those reasons, I think this is a phenomenal pick. And on top of it, you got him for a third round pick and a conditional second, which could turn into a first. But again, if Carson Wentz turns out to everything you hope he would be, and next year he looks phenomenal, then that that third and that first doesn't matter at all. And it's, it's kind of laughable to me. Because it was reported early on that the Eagles wanted a Stafford-like deal. Not only Stafford went for two first-round picks, a third-round pick, I believe, and Jared Goff. So not only did you not get that same return, you didn't get any first-round picks, and you didn't get a player. You just got a second-round pick, conditional second-round pick, and a third-round pick. Um, So, again, Eagles, I mean... It's coming out like people are talking about how dysfunctional the Eagles are, like it's some new, you know, theory or new epiphany. Like the Eagles have always been garbage. They've won one Super Bowl in their 60 years of existence. And their one Super Bowl came on a miracle run with Nick Foles as quarterback like three or four years ago. The Eagles, aside from the Lions and the Browns, and even the Browns, they used to be really good. Like the the Eagles are probably one of the worst run franchises in the NFL ever. So I don't know why this is some new epiphany that like the Eagles aren't that that the Eagles are like this dumpster fire. That's not something new. It's always been the case. It's just they had Andy Reid for a while, so it kind of looked better than it really was. But at the end of the day, they've always been trash, and they are not in a good situation right now. If I'm being 100% completely honest. Now. Pivoting off of that, we're done talking about other teams aside from the Miami Dolphins. Let's talk about a very, very important topic that I wanted to cover on the podcast today because I've seen this a lot in the Dolphins community and I wanted to address it because I think it's important. This is not coming from a I know more than you type of way. This is coming from I want to educate people and I want us all to be on the same page. I've seen a lot of people in the community talk about how they want us to get this big free agent and this guy and this guy and this guy. And and what I wanted to talk about today is the reality of the Dolphins cap space in 2021, okay? And I think the reason why a lot of people are misinformed about our cap space is for two reasons. One, the cap space for everyone is lower this year than it should be because of the, the pandemic. That's the harsh reality of it. Now, it just came out today that uh, the cap space minimum is going to go from 175 to 180. But even with that, it's still much lower than it should have been. Um, and so that's the first reason. The other reason is last year we had a crap ton of cap space. And so Dolphins fans are forgetting that just because we had a lot last year doesn't mean we have a lot this year. And technically, I think we're the sixth or seventh ranked team in most cap space, but that doesn't mean that we have a lot. 
the Dolphins right now approximately are going to be sitting at about $27 million in cap space. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to kind of educate everyone so we're on the same page as far as the reality of what our cap situation looks like heading into free agency, okay? So the first thing I wanted to talk about is what the Dolphins cap space will look like day one of free agency, okay? Now, news came out yesterday, Jason Sanders got a contract, thank God, um, because he was probably the Dolphins MVP last season, aside from Xavier Howard. And I know that sounds funny because he's a kicker, but kickers, honestly, aside from quarterback and maybe a star player, have the most impact on your team because there are like 256 games played a year. Out of those 256, not including playoffs and Super Bowl, I would bet my money. Again, I don't really know the statistics on this. There's nothing really out there that I would know this from. But I would bet my money that at least half the games in the NFL are decided by a field goal. Uh, A kicker in the NFL is so, so, so crucially important. They have the ability to score three points whenever they are in field goal range. They give you an extra point after the field goal. Um, And on top of that, they do kickoffs, which you could have a really good kickoff or you could have a really bad one, allowing the guy to return it. Even punters, too. So kickers are insanely important in the NFL, and this was a huge move for the Dolphins to do. Um, So right there, I I believe the the cap hit for Jason Sanders this year is still what he was owed before the contract extension. It's like 970,000, so let's just call it a million. Okay, so we're at about 27 million. Take off a million from Jason Sanders, that's 26. Uh, Rumors have come out. The same way they did with Jason Sanders, that the Dolphins are going to extend Durham Smythe uh, and have him average about three to four million per year. So let's just say worst case scenario, four million. You went from 26 now to 22. With the rookie class, because the rookies are guaranteed that is happening. Free agency's up in the air as far as like who you're going to get. But as far as rookies, um, you have to spend, based off how many picks the Dolphins have and where they have them, $10 million. So again, Jason Sanders, 1 million, Durham Smythe, 4 million, that's five. And then the draft 15 total. So now we went from 27 million to 12 million in cap space. That is a guaranteed thing. Like that is how much cap space right now the Dolphins have. That's not up for speculation. That is 100% fact. Okay. So this, this notion that we can go out and sign a million different people is false. We only have $12 million currently in cap space, which is why if you go back and listen to a podcast I made about a month ago, uh, it talks about what I would want to do in free agency. I talk about how important it's going to be for us to cut ties with a lot of big name people on our team. For instance, the Dolphins, just by trading Eric Flowers and Shaq Lawson, can save about almost $17 million dollars. Just by trading Shaq Lawson and Eric Flowers. Shaq Lawson, if you trade him, you'll save about $7.1 million. Um, and Eric Flowers, you'll save about $8 million. So sorry, about $15 million. Okay? So say you trade those two people, you now go from, what did I say, $12 million to $27. So you're back at $27 million. Then, if you cut, and I don't think these are big name people, if you cut Alan Hearns, Jakeem Grant, and Albert Wilson... That saves you, let's see, 
uh, three million, three million. That's six million um, plus about one million, seven million. Okay, so now you are at thirty-four million. Okay, then on top of that, you cut Clayton Fedulum. That saves you about two and a half. So now you are at what did I say? We were at um, seven. We're at about what thirty-five million now. Let's go. Let's go back. Hold on one second. So we were at um, twenty-seven million after trading Eric Flowers and Shaq Lawson, Jakeem Grant, Albert Wilson, three million a pop. So that's thirty-three. Alan Hearns is one million. So thirty-four million. The Dolphins are at now. So we are at thirty-four million um, added. Uh, so now we are at currently thirty-four million in cap space. Bobby McCain. If you cut him, you save five point seven million. So now you're at about $40 million in cap space. And then Devontae Parker, if you trade him after June 1st, you save $9.4 million. So what did I say the number was? You're at 40. So now you're at about almost $50 million. Okay. $50 million by cutting those people. And I know those are some big people. I basically wiped out our whole wide receiving core. Not our whole wide receiving core, but I took out, you know, a lot of people. Two of which didn't play last season and Alan Hearns and um, Albert Wilson. But what I'm trying to say is the Dolphins, if we have any hope as Dolphin fans of wanting them to get free agents, we have to, have to cut ties with people. And I think we will. I think Bobby McCain and Eric Flowers should be like, and Jakeem Grant should be guaranteed. Because just by doing that, Eric Flowers, Bobby McCain, and Jakeem Grant, right there alone, that's probably about 17 to $18 million. But with those people I just cut, the Dolphins would ideally, again, be at around like $50 million in cap space. Then you have to talk about the Xavier Howard contract. Okay, if you want to sign Xavier Howard to a long-term deal, you are going to look at about adding eight to nine million dollars of cap space because he's already due twelve. He'll probably be looking for twenty to twenty-one. So add about nine million dollars. So now we're at about forty. Just call it forty. So now with that forty million dollars, you can go out and sign, you know, any free agent that you want. For me. My people I would like to sign. Uh, we need to talk about people on our team we need to re-sign. Ted Karras, Matt Hawk, um, maybe a couple of other small contracts. As far as free agency, I want to sign Joe Thune, Mike Hilton, and Curtis Samuel. You can get all three of them for about $30 million a year. So if you do that now, the Dolphins are at about $15 million in cap space. But here's the big thing I want to talk about and, and, and the point I'm trying to get to. The Dolphins don't have this insane amount of cap space, okay? Even with cutting all of those people, you have about $40 million. And I highly doubt the Dolphins are going to cut and trade all of those people. Those are people that Anthony John Deletti, me, myself, and I think the Dolphins should cut and trade. But who knows? Who knows who they're going to trade? Who knows? They might even sign some people on their roster that I think they might cut. I have no idea. But if the Dolphins cut all those people, we'll have cap space, okay? If not, the Dolphins are looking at, you know, again, if you, even if you don't cut, if you don't cut Eric Flowers and Devontae Parker, we have no cap space left. 
again, I remember I said we started off with 50. If you don't cut Devontae Parker, Eric Flowers, and Bobby McCain, which are three people they might not, if you don't get rid of those people, that's what, 17, 24 million. So right there, we went from 50 million to 26. That's what I'm saying. Like the Dolphins would need to cut ties with a lot of people for them to give themselves room to sign. Like, like Dolphin fans want them to. On top of that, you add the people that want us to get Deshaun Watson, okay? Which we're going to talk about Deshaun Watson a little bit. But let's let's start with Deshaun Watson with the Dolphins as it pertains to cap space. Deshaun Watson would cost $15 million this season. Then $40 million for the next, like, two, and then 33 and then 30-something. But let's just talk about this season, $15 million. You want to get Deshaun Watson. Let's start over from ground zero as if we got Deshaun Watson. We have $27 million in cap space, right? And then after I took out the rookies, that puts us at what? Uh, 27, so that puts us at 17. Then you add the five from Jason Sanders and Durham Smythe. You're now at $12 million. If you sign Deshaun Watson, you're at negative three. Okay? Now... You're trying to cut people to save cap space. So if you cut all those people I listed, you go from negative three to, let's see, four, ten, uh, probably about, you're looking at about $30 million in cap space. If we cut all of those people I mentioned, you're at about $30 million in cap space. Um, and if you decide you aren't, going to keep Xavier Howard and you're going to put him as part of the um, trade, I believe you would save an extra $9 million. So you're at about $40 million, probably give or take, if you got Deshaun Watson. But that, again, this is a big if. That's if we get rid of all those players. But these people that think like the Dolphins are just going to go out and get a bunch of free agents, all that good stuff, that's not really the case that 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 that's not the only way the Dolphins would be able to sign a bunch of free agents would be doing a serious purge of your roster which is what I believe they should do because again the people I cut Devontae Parker traded Eric Flowers and Shaq Lawson um, Bobby McCain Albert Wilson Jakeem Grant Allen Hearns uh, Clayton Fedulum out of all those people who on the roster would we actually miss like, who on the roster would we actually be hurting from? Bobby McCain, not really. Shaq Lawson, Andrew Van Ginkle replaced him. Eric Flowers, no, not at all. Devontae Parker, kind of. Uh, but again, if you plan on getting a number one wide receiver in the draft, you probably won't be hurting from that. Uh, Jakeem Grant, I don't think anyone's really going to miss him. Maybe on special teams, but that's about it. Albert Wilson didn't play this season. Alan Hearns didn't play this season. Clayton Fedulam, the best thing he did this season was a fourth and one conversion. So it's not like I'm cutting ties with a bunch of like big name people. Like it's not like I'm like cutting, you know, Emmanuel Ogba or Christian Wilkins or anyone like that. I'm cutting people that realistically we could easily get rid of. But, uh, you know, again, the, the main thing I'm trying to say is I have no idea what the Dolphins are going to do. But these people that, you know, there's a lot of Dolphin fans I see that are like, let's get Levante David and Allen Robinson and Joe Thune. And it's like, okay, well, let's add the math. 
Allen Robinson would cost $20 million. Levante David's probably going to cost you about 13 so that's 33 And Joe Thune will cost about 14 So if you have $47 million, let me know. I don't know. Maybe maybe you do. I, I know the Dolphins don't have $47 million. The only way we could is, again, if we purge the roster. Um, and I have no idea if the Dolphins are going to do that. We'll find out. Would I be shocked if they did? No, because Brian Flores and Chris Greer get rid of people whenever they want. We've seen that through trades. They could even trade Xavier Howard. We have no idea. There was news that came out that Xavier Howard, if they don't want to renegotiate his contract, he's going to ask for a trade. He's not going to play the season without a new contract. And I don't think the Dolphins are going to trade him. I think they would much rather pay him nine extra million dollars a year and cut other people than get rid of Xavier Howard. That's just my thought on it, or at least what I hope they do. But um, with that, with talking about Deshaun Watson, right? Because we would have really very little cap space. The big thing I wanted to talk about is news that came out today. I keep talking about news that came out today. A lot of news has come out today. Deshaun Watson um, talked about um, how he is very aware of the Jets situation. Okay, And basically what the article said is he would prefer going another place than the Jets because he understands they would have to give up a lot to get him and they can't afford to. And this is what I've been saying on the podcast for so, so, so long. This is why you should not be worried about Deshaun going to the Jets. The Jets have so much work to do on their roster that if they had to give up $15 million a year this year and $40 million for the next two years... And probably their next, their first and second round picks for the next two or three years. You shouldn't be worried about Deshaun Watson on the Jets because it's Deshaun Watson on the Houston Texans 2.0. And this is why I've said from jump, Deshaun Watson should want to go to a team like the 49ers where they can trade Nick Bosa, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, from that connection with Nick Casario, maybe two or three first round picks, but they have a, a, a person in John Lynch as their GM that is great at drafting in the second, third, fourth, and fifth rounds. And you have a team with Kyle Shanahan that has a great offense, great talent, great young talent that they don't have to pay for right away. Deshaun Watson should want to go to a team like that. And that's why I've said even the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins, the 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 thing we have to realize is we are not very, very close to winning a Super Bowl. We're not far, but we're not like insanely close. We're not one piece away. Our offense basically needs to go through a complete remake this offseason. You know how the defense last year went through a complete complete remodel? That's what the Dolphins offense needs this offseason. So we're not like one piece away. If Deshaun Watson were to come here, these people that think, oh man, if Deshaun Watson came here, we'd instantly instantly be a Super Bowl contender. That's not correct. The only way that would be correct is if we purged our whole entire roster, added maybe one extra addition on offense, and in the draft with whatever you know ammunition we had left after trading it for Deshaun Watson, we nailed every single pick. Because if you trade for Deshaun Watson, not only would you not have your first round picks, but then in the second round... What, do you, what are you supposed to do? We need an interior offensive lineman. We need a wide receiver, two of them preferably, and a running back and a linebacker. That's five positions of need. You would have two picks in, two, in the second round and one in the third if you didn't trade them away. So you have five positions of need. 
and three picks in the second and third round total. So you would basically have to nail every single pick in the draft this year and next year for you to have a chance. So that's why, you know, to all these people that want Deshaun Watson, look, I feel you. I love Deshaun Watson. He is a top three quarterback in the NFL. I think it's him, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers, probably, top three. Then you get to Russell Wilson and Tom Brady, probably, because Tom Brady, you know, he's still very good. For me, I would love to have Deshaun Watson. The idea of having a top three quarterback is amazing. But the reality of what you would have to sacrifice for getting Deshaun Watson, he's well aware of this. He is well aware, like, if I go to a team like Miami or the New York Jets, not really the Miami Dolphins as much because we are a much better team than the Jets, but look at the Jets. Like, why would Deshaun want to go to the Jets? Honestly. Because he knows if I go there, they're not going to have a lot of money to build around me, especially next year. And on top of that, they would have no draft capital to build around me. And right now, their roster is awful. It's god-awful. Any good players they had, uh, Adam Gase got rid of. Sound familiar? Yeah, I know. Jarvis Landry. R.I.P. Now now with the Browns killing it. And we're over here like, uh, we could really use one of those. Why would Deshaun Watson want to go there? And even the same thing with the Dolphins, but to a lesser degree... Look, as much as we love our Dolphins, and I love my Dolphins, but we are not one piece away. And if we trade a bunch of picks and draft capital that we'd have to give up for Deshaun Watson, we'd most likely have to give up Tua and Xavier Howard because the Panthers offered three firsts and Christian McCaffrey, and they said they they haven't accepted it. So the Dolphins would at least have to give up three firsts, Tua, and Xavier Howard. I mean, you're, you're giving away so much on top of the $15 million in cap space and $40 million next year. It's just, it's too much. And I wanted to talk about the cap space today because I think a lot of people just think, you know, the Dolphins have $68 million like we had last year. No, we have $25 million after the draft, 15 Signing Durham Smythe, which we're going to do, 11 other free agents on our team will sign probably about six. Xavier Howard's contract that we should do, another nine. So now you're at negative three. So in order for us to get cap space to sign other free agents, we are going to have to get rid of a lot of people. Okay, even right now, just based off of fact, we, we most likely will sign Xavier Howard, Jason Sanders, and Durham Smythe, and the draft. Those are guaranteed. The Dolphins right now are sitting at negative, well, what did I say? Negative $3 million in cap space. Again, that's a guarantee. So you went from 25, which people are like, oh yeah, 25. You're actually at like negative three right now. So if you want to get, even if you just want to get Allen Robinson, right? I'm not one of those people, but say you are. That's $20 million. So 20 from negative three is $23 million in cap space you have to acquire. How do you do that? You're going to have to get rid of Bobby McCain, Devontae Parker, and Eric Flowers just to get one person, Allen Robinson. And then after you do that, you're back to zero again. Now, if you want to get another free agent, you have to cut Shaq Lawson, Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, Allen Hearns, Clayton Fedulum. I could go on. 
So I just wanted to inform people like the Dolphins aren't in this. I'm not saying they're in a bad cap situation. Don't get me wrong. They're not. They're in actually a very good cap situation because a lot of contracts like the Eric Flower, Shaq Lawson one, they they've this is why they've structured them the perfect way because Shaq Lawson, we just signed. But if we trade him, we save seven million dollars. Eric Flowers, we just signed. But if we trade him, we save eight million dollars. Devontae Parker, we just signed him to an extension, but if we cut him after June 1st or trade him, we save $9.4 million. This is the genius of Chris Greer that doesn't go recognized when you just think about it, but when you look at the numbers and crunch the numbers, you're like, oh, wow, he's a genius the way he structures his contracts. So we're not in a bad cap situation, but this idea that the Dolphins can just sign willy-nilly anyone they want is not true, Okay. The way I structured it, okay, um, I signed free agents on our team, I re-signed Xavier Howard, I cut Devontae Parker, all those people I listed, and I signed Mike Hilton, Curtis Samuel, and Joe Thune, plus the draft, um, we're at about $5 million left in cap space, to, to, you know, flexible cap space that we could sign a couple other people throughout, you know, but at the end of the day, $5 million, and then next year we would probably at be at about like $60 million in cap space next year. So, you know, just food for thought, people. Again, I understand you want all the big names, but the reality of the Dolphins is we are in a great cap situation, but if you want to get a lot more free agents like Allen Robinson, etc., you're going to have to purge a lot of the team. Which, again, it's not amazing players. It's not like we're getting rid of Xavier Howard or Kyle Van Noy or Byron Jones. We're getting rid of, you know, Shaq Lawson, Devontae Parker, Eric Flowers, Bobby McCain, Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, Alan Hearns, Clayton Fedulam. And what's funny to me, honestly, to be completely honest with you, now that I think about it, between Alan Hearns, right, 800,000, Jakeem Grant, 2.8, so that's 3.6, Albert Wilson, 2.8, so that's 6.4, and then Devontae Parker, 9.4. So now you're at, what? what is that, 15.8? The wide receiver group alone, by cutting them, everyone except Preston, Malcolm Perry, Lynn Bowden, um, and Isaiah Ford, by cutting everyone else, you save $15 million. They did not give you $15 million worth of production. Maybe Devontae Parker. But again, was Devontae Parker worth $9.4 million last year? I do not think so. Some people would disagree with me. I do not think he was worth, I think he was worth maybe $5 million based off his injuries. No offense to him, but maybe $5 million. Um, so, so you know, the, the wide receiver room, if we want to replace them, we will have to purge the roster because they, you know, they're not costing us a crap ton, but by purging the roster on the in the wide receiver room, we can save about 15 to $16 million probably about 16. So I just want people to know that just food for thought moving forward. Uh, the dolphins don't have this insane amount of cap space. If we want to sign big name free agents, we're going to have to purge the roster. And as of right now, if we decide to sign Xavier Howard, we are signing Durham Smythe. Jason Sanders was signed and you need 10 million for the, um, draft. You're at about negative $3 million just from that. Again, we have $25 million in cap space. Um, 
10 for Xavier Howard, 4 for Durham Smythe, and 10 for uh, the draft. That right there is 24. So actually you have about $1 million. If you don't sign Xavier Howard, then you have about $11 million. But I'd much rather sign Xavier Howard and have $1 million and then purge the roster. Personally. So just food for thought. Next time you say let's sign Levante, David, Alan Hearns, and you know Joe Thune, understand that we cannot do that. We we cannot. We would have to not sign Xavier Howard, and we would have to cut a lot of people in order to do that. And I don't think it's worth it. For the Dolphins, your key is to get one or two middle pack free agents, maybe one bigger splash like a Joe Thune. But get a Mike Hilton, a Curtis Samuel, and a Joe Thune for about $30 million. Purge a lot of the roster. Keep the draft capital uh, and build through the draft like they have the past two years. Those are just my thoughts. So hope you guys enjoyed the video. Hope it kind of educated you or maybe opened your eyes to the reality that is the Dolphins cap space. Again, we're not in a bad cap situation at all. I don't want people to think that from this video. Like, oh, the Dolphins are actually in bad cap space or cap hell. Not true at all. We have a very good cap situation because we can get out of a lot of contracts for no cap penalty, a.k.a. Eric Flowers and Shaq Lawson. We just signed them last year, yet if we trade them, we save about $15 million. So we're not in a bad cap situation, but we're not, we don't have the same, it's it's more so, it's more or less, it's not so much about being in a bad situation, it's we are not in the same situation as last year. We don't have as much money. It's as simple as that. Welcome to every other team in the NFL. Last year, we had like the second most in the NFL. This year, we have the sixth most. But again, welcome to every other team. At least you're not the Pittsburgh Steelers who are like negative. What are the Pittsburgh Steelers? I think they're like negative 20 or they're in the teens or the 20s in the negative in cap space. So just just understand that like this isn't a bad situation. It's just we don't have the same amount as last year to just sign a bunch of big names. So again, hope you guys enjoyed the video. Uh, Hope you guys are staying safe, staying healthy. Have a great rest of your day. Fins up.